Welcome back to Broadcast. Uh, of course, if you've never tuned into Broadcast before, what the bloody hell is Broadcast? And who the fuck are you? Well, let me explain. I'm Billy Kirkwood. Relax. Never heard of me either. Broadcast is about giant hairy men just stroking their beards. Yes, no, maybe, not exactly. What happens is, is we get to talk to amazing and wonderful individuals from all around the world or different backgrounds. We love them. We can be the alternative lifestyle. We've had MMA fighters, we've had BDSM models, we've had comedians who don't, there's no pressure. Right, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Just as I said that, uh, BDSM models, uh, uh, pro wrestlers, uh, comedians, we've had musicians from the other side of the planet, DJs and so much more and this is a rare opportunity for me and I'm really excited about it for numerous reasons. Uh, first of all, I'm going to get a chat about horror, which I'm very excited about. Awesome. Uh, but also, uh, I'm getting to do, uh, we're getting back on the road now, which is awesome. I'm literally five minutes from my house. It's in Kilmarnock. Now, here's what I can tell you, as you know, from this neck of the woods. It can be five minutes from my house, but I'm still a 15 minute drive. Right. Yep. Yeah. How the fuck never it changes, happens? never changes. How it yeah. happens, we don't know. Uh, and I'm here with uh, my pal Shaquille. Shaquille, I'm very excited about this. Thank First you of for all, me. I've just, I know him as Prop Shack, uh, uh, to the point that I've been walking around saying, <laughs> there must be people that think that's who I'm always to meet. <laughs> a guy called Prop Is it Mr. Shack? <laughs> like, I'm not sure. Um, um, I'm so excited to be here. We're in the, your little mini sort of workshop here yep. where you're teaching at YMCA in Kilmarnock. Yep. Uh, we can see some of the amazing stuff. That, is this your work or is this This student's? is a student's work. This, this is, is a student's work. work, yeah. So that's them now moulding. So they've sculpted their prosthetics. So they're making, they've basically uh, created zombies uh, on these armatures here. So right. they've done that. And that's them now onto the moulding process and plaster. So the guys are in tomorrow and we're going to take off these plaster moulds. Right. Which will be prepped and ready for next week for them to cast in latex to create the prosthetics and paint them, so... It's just, this is stuff out of, like... <laughs> I, I, I've been obsessed with special effects and horror movies for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I've got my, uh, I've got my uh, Tom Savinia anthology in the house. I've yes. got my... Uh, I have I bought Dawn of the... Every bloody version of Dawn of the Dead, yeah. Of those Dawn of the Dead DVDs <laughs> and Blu-rays and the special editions and the special special editions uh, because a big part of the appreciation of them, I think, for me, is... The special effects side, Definitely. the practical effects side. Definitely. I'm not taking anything away from you CGIers out there, but get a grip. Um, how would you surmise what you do, mate? How would you surmise what you do? I'm just a crazy horror, crazy guy into all this, the, the weird and wonderful. Yeah. You know, I've always been the, the odd kid growing up. Brilliant. Uh, so I think it's growing up in Kilmarnock, um, it was having, uh, especially Halloween, yeah. it was special here, you know, growing up in the It still house. is, it, it is, still yeah. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like we are, we're like the only town in the world that celebrates Halloween on the last Friday of October, yeah, you yeah. know, and you try to telling people that and they're like, why? Go, oh, you're weird, you're <laughs> yeah, weird for yeah. having it. So we can all go out and make a party. Like last year, even during lockdown, went to like, is it Belfield here? Uh-huh, yeah. I, I, like, I didn't even know it. It, it was huge. I know. It was huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah. They were doing. Every house was decorated definitely, up. Definitely. People were, uh, I mean, they were doing as much as you can going out and getting your Halloween. Or, I know you might want us to say trick or treating, but it's Gays My Halloween. What are we talking guys about? Guys, you know that. Guys, yeah, guys, you know uh, So, where did that start for you, the sort of interest in horror? Because, from my background, like me, me and my three brothers, or two brothers, uh, sounds like we've lost one. We killed them. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, they're into football, they're uh-huh. uh, uh, into uh, uh, IT and stuff like that. No, there's anything wrong with that? No, there's anything wrong with that. Either. But I still remember 
Mum and dad going out on the Friday night, nipping around to Target Video in Irvine. Target. Target Video, getting yeah, the video, nice, bringing nice. it out. And it was a horror film. Now, to this day, I don't know what this horror film was. Okay. Um, it's, this is how young I must have been. <laughs> and uh, my brothers and he, their pals getting freaked out and me being obsessed. Yeah. This was like the scary books mum would read before yeah. you go, what the hell? They, totally. they, do, they do films like this. Totally. Right, and that's where it all started for me. Where did it start that's for good. you? Oh, I was five years old. Yes. Five years old and I could not sleep one night and decided to crawl down the stairs in the pitch black and I could hear the score from John Carpenter's Halloween. <sighs> Dun, I was literally dun, on my Spotify dun. I was listening to Lost Themes 3 oh, just as I was amazing. driving in it's yeah. amazing and through the crack of the door you could see the white of the TV and I peered through the crack and I could see the scene where Jamie Lee Curtis looks out the window and Michael's standing yeah. by the, 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 the washing line yeah, staring yeah. at her the window except he's staring at me and then my mum he says Get to your fucking bed! <laughs> and I was like, bolted upstairs and then I could not sleep that night. I could not sleep for the next eight years. Yeah. Every night I would look at the crack of my door and see Michael Myers coming for me. So I was petrified of this guy and then when I was 13, Halloween Resurrection came out in the right. cinemas and me and my pals went to see the movie. No, not, not a Halloween's finest moment. No, no definitely. Buster Rhymes, you know. Bless him. <laughs> Trick or treat, motherfucker. Remember... <laughs> <laughs> He's a killer shark. Remember when they must have been some executive somewhere going, Buster Rhymes and Michael Myers. Who was that guy? Who? Um, so uh, we went to see this movie, but I didn't realise it was about Michael Myers. Right. So I'm in the cinema, absolutely shitting myself. Okay. I come out, and you know that scene in Spider-Man 3 where Tobey Maguire comes out in his black suit and starts doing all the dancing and... That was the day I became a man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I just walked out of that cinema feeling amazing and yeah. it just got me into horror. Right. Um, so I started buying all the movies, collecting all the memorabilia and it just went, it just went from there. So I, I basically grew up watching 80s slashers yeah. and horror movies, you know, watching Dawn of the Dead, you say Day of the Dead, watching guys like Tom Savini, Rick Baker, uh, Greg Nicotero mm -hmm. and uh, Dick Smith, you know, just studying, uh, yes. you know, Dick Smith, he was the master, you know, he's he's the guy that created uh, Reagan's prosthetics for The Exorcist. It's like, it's an entire different world of yep. where like performance and art kind of meet together. People don't really think about, no, definitely. I mean, we, we talked, before we kicked off, we talked about the theatre uh -huh. and how it was a big bit of it then, but I, I sometimes think people miss the appreciation and definitely. for me, it's always been what it's about. Definitely, definitely. And the thing is, with these group of guys, you know, they've, They've worked in, like people probably saying, Who are these guys? You know, yeah, yeah. but you they've worked in every show and TV uh, film that you've probably watched, yeah. you know. And these guys were huge in the 80s and they passed on all the information to each other, you know. But all this stemmed from Dick Smith, yeah. So I got really into that and started kind of playing about myself with the makeup and trying to get into it. Then I started studying going back to the black and white movies, right. looking at um. Lon Chaney. Well, inject, uh, was, was, was he the one that injected bleach into his eye or was uh, that uh, Boris Karloff? I can never remember. I think it was Lon, I think it was. Yeah, so which is insane to make it look like in Milky Islands. Yeah, so the, he was an absolute man. Back in those days, there was no such thing as a makeup artist. Yeah. These guys were either the actors would do apply their own makeup or there would be beauticians that do it, you know, so there was no such thing. And Lon Chaney, the stuff that he did to his body was crazy, you know. Um, so he was named the Man of a Thousand Faces. Yeah. He played Jekyll and Hyde. He played uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. And most of all, the most popular was uh, the uh, 
Phantom of the Opera. Of course. And he would experiment by putting fish hooks into his eyes and pull his eyelids down and he would put these contact lenses that weren't contact lenses, you know, just to mimic these different forms and test out the, 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 the features of the face, which later on in life caused him health issues. Yeah. He went blind from it, you know. So this guy was a master and it's just, that's where makeup has progressed since then. And because it was back in the days, they didn't, they didn't sculpt it or mold it. It was all made from scratch. So for example, Boris Karloff's Frankenstein, yeah. Jack Pierce would do the makeup. Boris Karloff would be on the chair for about 12 hours a day. That's wild. And it created a hate, love-hate relationship between them, you know. Very did. They ref- you know, he refused to work with them later on in productions, but they became friends later on. But it's just crazy how makeup has evolved and you're going from 12 hours now down to probably an hour to two hours now. Yeah, definitely. You know? So it's great. So that's what we're trying to bring uh, to Prop Shack and yeah. teach these kids, you know, the magic of uh, movie makeup. And the, and the thing is, like when you when you're coming, this, I don't want to use it as a cliche here, but when you're a wee guy from Scotland or Ayrshire, you're not meant to do that. No, 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 no. 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 You have no. two point one kids. You get your job in a factory, and that's you, right? Totally. You should be thankful. You go to the pub on Saturday night. Again, not there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. So, how did you go about getting an education in yourself that now you're passing on? What was the kind of first steps? Because you you have a passion for it, you've got an interest for it. What was your sort of journey to this to this stage? Right, so, it was quite actually a sad story. <laughs> right, oh. So, get your violin out, right? Okay, okay. So, 2018, I'm just about to graduate from university. Okay. You know, life is kind of pretty shit, you know, and you know when life's going shit, it comes in freeze. Yes. Right, so... Me and my uh, daughter's mum were separating, you know, that was a big blow. And then four weeks after that, my 14-year-old dog had died, you know, of old age and heart, heart, he was heartbroken okay. as well from it. So that hit me and, you know, it was just a really rough year. And I finally graduated and I get a job in the movie industry, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. Got to work in Still Game, Outlander, done some commercials in a Bollywood movie yeah. in Glasgow. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why, yeah, not? why not? Big Bollywood yeah. scene. <laughs> so, as that was going on, I got my foot into the industry. I was loving it, but, and I was being promised a full-time gig from it, you know? I grafted my ass to get where I was. Okay. So at that point, what happened was, basically I was messed about, no opportunities, and it was just a big blow to me. And then to finalise it, I was made homeless. So, <clears throat> I just went plummeting down. It was a horrible experience. And just, I was lost and I was so angry at the world, you mm-hmm. know, I was just upset about everything, but I wanted to turn this negative energy into a positive energy, you yeah. know? And as a father, I felt like I was a failure as well. Yeah. You know, my mental health just went down and I had my first ever anxiety attack and I, to to, I thought I had heart problems because it yeah. runs in the family and the doctors tell no, you had an anxiety attack. I've never had one before. It's like, what is this? You wouldn't know what it was. No, you totally. know what it was. So it was... Um, one one night, I think The Greatest Showman was on. <laughs> I'll level with you, I did not see that coming. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just sitting one night watching The Greatest Showman and it's the bit at the end, you know, when Hugh Jackman has been successful and then it's just went all downhill. He's lost his kids and yeah. his, his wee elephant and all that. And I could relate to what was going on and how he wanted to do better for his kids and all that, you know. Then the big song comes on at the end, like... Um, and it just, I related with it, and I was like, right, I'm going to do something about yeah. this, you know. So the next day, 
a just light ball and was like, right, I'm going to start Prop Shack. I'm right. going to run my own business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But I don't know where to start. So how exciting? How exciting? You know, what a scary venture. But I said to myself, I don't want to work for anyone else again. You know, right. I want to be my own boss. I want to do it myself. I want to have control of it. Yeah. And but also make it a fun experience, not just for myself, but for everyone that's coming on board. Yeah. So I spent the two last two years basically looking how to start a business. You know going to all these business firms, getting advice and information. So, and from there, it, originally it wasn't a business for events. I had my feet in there. I hated it. Did not like it. And then I met, I, we had a meeting in the town centre with a few charity organisations and I got to meet them and speak to the different, you know, the different people that were working for these groups. And it just came to me that I want to start a community organisation as well. I want to okay. give back yeah. to the town. Um, through creative arts so that is when we, we turned Prop Shack into a social enterprise okay. um, we went to give opportunities for young people to get a kind of career path into colleges universities and also into the film industry yeah. as well so that's basically how it stemmed and uh, it's been a two year three year progress uh, we've now got board members uh, I've got two fantastic board members uh, Lauren and Mel hello um, they're really great both really strong independent women and yeah. then they're just fantastic you know and they take no bullshit and they're basically they're great for the community as well and they have that aspect that they want to give back also and create bigger opportunities so right. um, so now Prop Shack's got a small team that we want to venture out like we want to become the first ever production house in Ayrshire that would be amazing yeah. that would be incredible yeah, where we've got departments where we're basically working towards local events yeah. for commercials for um, for musicians you know creating music videos we want to start a huge studio that has departments for props costumes set design um, for the construction guys you know so we can build these sets in house yeah. because the gap what I realised was within the local theatre companies Exactly there's nothing like that. There's, there's nothing there nothing, for the artists. Really you've got to hire from Glasgow, yes. you've got to bring people in, you've got to call in favours. But these, yeah. And there's so much talent here, and it's it's not even just an Ayrshire thing, it's a Scot, Scotland, Scotland thing. thing yeah. you, would have, you would have companies in Scotland go, well, we don't have anything, we'll have to hire something yeah. from down south. Yes. It's, it's so frustrating, and that's what I found frustrating. I thought, okay, I'm going to create this opportunity for the young kids and we're going to be the first production house in Ayrshire and we will supply these uh, props and displays for these local theatre companies yeah. and events. So that's what we're going down, we're down that road. We're now in the process of putting through funding applications Brilliant. so we can get the monies in to give the opportunities be um, for these kids because Kamarnock, unfortunately, is a very deprived and poor area. Yes. You know, one in four children are living in po poverty. So we want to try and give that opportunity to these kids to break barriers also. The issue with Kamarnock is I have a love-hate relationship with Kamarnock. It's the issue is they, they're in a bubble and they don't want to break out. There's, there's exactly no confidence for them. They exactly. don't feel that they want to, they can aspire to do anything in life. Yeah. We want to break this barrier and say, no, you can do this, you can do that. Don't let anyone stop you. Yeah. So this is why we're here and this is why we set up this organisation for these kids. So. That's basically the lowdown of Prop Shack. <laughs> the knighthood's in the post. Uh, but uh, no, I love that because it's such such an ethos and it's a common theme of all the people we've talked to on broadcast, whether or not it's been, uh, it has been musicians or it has been, it's always been people wanting to, to break out, to learn, to take that. There's always that point where somebody goes, gotta do this. Yeah. Gotta do this. Yeah. For me, it was like, it was gonna be call centres or sitting in a sweaty room and it's like, well, well, 
I'll go and tell some, uh, I'll go and tell some jokes instead. Yeah, I'll go and do that, exactly. and then you find yourself going to a completely different thing. That's incredible. How is the response been from the kids? How is the response been? Because I'm looking at it, and do you know I'm, I'm looking around, and the first thing it reminds me of is, um, I'm, I mean, I'm a huge theme park buff. Yep. Right? I'm a huge theme park buff, and uh, if I could live in 1996. Uh, Universal Orlando, yes, I would. Yes. Because there's the a Hollywood, there's the Hollywood horror makeup show, whatever name it has now. Uh-huh. I keep changing the name there. Where it's a live stage show where yes. they have. I don't know. Have you have you heard I've of it? I've seen pictures of it. You've yeah. Seen, uh, yeah. There's videos online. You'd love it. You'd yeah. absolutely love it. <laughs> uh, uh, I I know it almost verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard apparently they have Beatles, the guy dressed as Beetle just going down and being the warm up guy now, and it's yeah. like holy shit. Yeah, totally. uh, but the stage is a fake. Is is a is a is a fake. Um, makeup lab, uh-huh. or say, FX lab. A picture of if Hollywood FX lab on your head. That's where you're staring at on this stage. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yeah, totally. It's, totally. There's props from all over the place. But we're sitting in the real one. Basically, yeah. We're yeah. sitting in the real one. Yeah, totally, uh, totally. How has the response been from the kids? Great so far. Absolutely fantastic. The kids yeah. are loving it. It's it's what a question when they come into the course. Have you done anything like this before? Right. Have you been taught this in school? Yeah. No. I'm like right. Okay. Okay. Um, so they've had we've had this is our second group we've had our first group in we've got feedback and it was the feedback was fantastic the kids are wanting to come back to do the intermediate courses Brilliant. which is great so this is just basically this is a, an introduction to SFX makeup you know using clay and plaster and latex but it does get more advanced where we start using fiberglass silicones all those kind of things as well start making wounds um, where we start making creating actual prosthetics because right now they're making masks right but then there's the prosthetic side of it where it's basically blocked into pieces, so they've got three, four pieces on their face, and how the actor can, you know, move around and wear, wear these prosthetics and become who they want to be, you know. So, and it's all about testing out and it's being weird and looking in the mirror and just doing all these things with your faces. Yeah. So, uh, the the reception so far has been fantastic, which is great. We want we want to come back. Um, we're getting parents calling every day. You know, can we get my kid on board? So. It's been fantastic. It's Amazing. Great. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, that they're learning skills for so many different aspects of life that all come from them. Definitely. So the first, the, the key thing they're learning for, so when they're making their mask is the human, the face anatomy. Right. So we're looking at face anatomy where eye placement, nose placement, mouth, yeah. ears, etc. where it's going to be. Then we work on skin textures. Yeah. You know, we don't want a flat surface that's just, you know, there's just nothing to it. So we create skin textures. It's about looking at each other's face and like, you can see those wrinkles or you can see the, the pores in someone's face and how to create them. So we go about doing that as well. Just when you come to pulling the, the mould and casting the latex, these features all appear, mm. and once you paint them on, they just blow up in your face, and you can see all those little features. So it's teaching them in all the aspects of face anatomy and skin textures, etc. Yeah. So that's that's what that's getting involved with sculpting as well. And it's just not like for anyone watching, it's just not like horror-based projects and what have you. The, I mean, the, the skills they're learning here. It's so funny people go, "Well, there's no special effects in that film. There's no special effects in I don't know Love Actually, yeah, uh, <laughs> or, or something like that." I've, I've, that's a bad example. That's a terrible <laughs> example. Um, but even then, like you mentioned, still game and what have you. Go, yeah. well, what special effects could there be in still game? Well, there's, there's quite a lot of yeah, there's a lot, definitely, definitely. Uh, there's quite a lot of stuff in there. And even in Coronation Street, you got to think definitely. like there'll be like if someone's got a birthmark and needs covered up. Totally, totally. Uh, that's that's just not. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Well, in regards to still game, the, with this uh, company, special effects company, I went in and the skills that I was learning there, I'd never learned in uni. Oh, it was wow. all new to me. So, for example, we done the. The last season, um, by the, the Jack and Victor and the gang sitting by the campfire. Yes. So in regards to special effects, we rigged up the campfire. 
Yeah, so this is what we've done, and we rigged it up, and it's basically a gas canister with a flame bar going through it. Got yeah, next to that, and that's when Winston melts his his, his, his boot. So um, this was done in Ben Lomond, so that was that aspect for it. And then the, the other scene we've done was Winston's wedding at Botanical Gardens, yes. where they set off the sparkler. And again, all we rigged up in regards to special effects is rigged up our water sprinkler system, and that's it. So in regards to special effects, there's so many aspects and avenues yeah. to it, so it's not just makeup. So one of the cool things I see, I mean, to do this as a kid, man, uh, totally. it fire it must fire and blow your imagination. Like, and, and and I always say about it, like even the most quiet, reserved, docile kid, there is an imagination and there's a treasure trove getting ready to dig into. Definitely. Um, how, how has it been digging into these guys? What, what have they been like coming up with? Because I know it's, I think it's the Baby Yoda. Is that Baby Yoda or is it uh, Tiny Pumpkin? That was Baby head? Yoda, yeah, that right. I started and he's now being impaled due to the heat. I was just thinking. <laughs> yes. I was like, it's an interesting, like, maybe you weren't a fan of the series. <laughs> that was this year. Uh, some people aren't. Uh, we've got a giant club and stuff over here. We've got your, your Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Have the kids come, what type of things are they into? Or is it a little bit of everything? Because I even think, like, we're talking horror movies. Yeah, yeah. But even in your things, like, Fortnite, there's an example. Yeah. Uh, they want to go, want to recreate Fortnite. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Lord of the Rings yeah, as yeah. well, you know. So they've came in, they've all got different backgrounds. Um, a lot of them really arty, into yeah. their paintings, into the art aspects, uh, arts and crafts. Which helps. But, yeah, which is great, yeah. And But they've never dwelled into this kind of... Well, they don't do this. No, it's, they don't do it at nothing all. Like no. it, nothing like so it. So we want them to come in, and this is other thing as well, is about um, building their confidence yeah. and their self-confidence also. So when they come in, I tell them, go to town on your sculpture, go crazy, because a lot of them are anxious and, and you know, and a bit embarrassed, which is fair yeah. enough, you know, you're in a, a group with all these new people you've never met. So it's breaking that barrier also. And I just tell them, look, give them reference images. This is what you're wanting to create. Don't copy that. Yeah. But imagine what you would want your piece to look like yeah. and just go crazy with it. So it's it's just fun watching them um, create these pieces. And I'm walking around and I'm like, wow, like, that is amazing, like, well done. And it's just the, the smile on their face and saying thank you, you know, and yeah. then getting the feedback, saying, like, my confidence grew. And doing something that's fun. That's exactly it's it's it. not just sitting, I mean, don't get me wrong, the academic side of things is, is important yeah. if, if you can, but not everyone... That's not everyone's route. Yes. You know, yeah. it's nothing wrong with that. But to, I think one of the big things is when you do find stuff and you go, I, this, is, this is fun. Yes, yes. Like, I can only talk about it from a former point of view of being like, I, I mean, people say, you always look like you're having a ball. Because yeah. I'm having I'm a ball. ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm just, it's the best of time. Totally. That's what I loved about uni. There was, uh, it was all practical based. All practical. There based. was no theory to it. There was oh. no paperwork. There was no exams. It was all practical work. And you would be graded on your yeah. work on your theatre shows, the, the, the props that you made for the theatre shows. So I was like, I'm basically doing something I love. It's yeah. a hobby, you know, it's, it's just, I'm not feeling like, you know, I've got to sit down and do all this paperwork and catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was all practical based and it's just learning like the different techniques, how to create a certain prop and what materials, like I've never heard of this, uh, these certain materials before, you know, it's like, wow, um, to create a certain texture or a certain look. Yeah. So, um, like one of the craziest things we made was a six metre tall champagne bottle. It's like, how do you go about making a six metre tall champagne bottle? And yeah, there's not exactly a mould you buy off no, Amazon, is there? Definitely not, no. So we sculpted and created this thing out of uh, polystyrene, of all things yeah. polystyrene, you know, and then we wrapped it in a cloth and then foam coated it and painted it. And then we created this, in 12 weeks, a six metre tall champagne bottle. And it was a Bollinger one. And then Bollinger wanted to buy it. Oh, Which is amazing. Man. 
That's yes, very it was cool. amazing, you know, so... Do you think, do you think, I mean, obviously, we, we talk about the communities and what have you, yes. and hey, listen, age is, age is but a number, you can get into anything at any uh-huh. given age, but do you think that, um, I always feel like the theatre and the filmmaking side is something that's missing in, in our schools, kind yes. of right now. I think it's, I mean, there are opportunities to do stuff, I know that, yep. but maybe not as much as that. I think it needs to be something we need to have more yes, like this yes. at, at, at school. Definitely. Definitely. It's, I know it's a bit of a niche subject, yeah. but that's the good thing about it. It's different. It's yeah. new. Um, this is uh, when I went to my college. This is what I learned. And I was like, wow, this is, I mean, this is what basically made me determine what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yes, I've always been into the, the aspects of special effects makeup. Um, it was a sculpture class. Yeah. And from sculpture, I learned to create these models, like face models. And I was like, this is what I want to do. Right. You know, I was lost for like years and I was like reflecting on this um, last week like how I got to where I am and I just basically realised that my life's been breadcrumbs that have just been left out where uh, okay what am I going to do I tried to get into Pinewood Studios 12 grand for a 6 week course like no <sighs> like you know 6 weeks it was crazy I'm like nah I'm never going to go down this route I come back to Scotland I lived in London for 7 years come back to Scotland I go on this arts and crafts course thinking nothing of it and it was the most amazing three years of my life, you know, I got my diploma, but through that I learned sculpture, ceramics. And then there was this other turning point where everyone's applying for uni, but yeah. there's no such thing as a theatre course or there's a prop making course. Everyone's going down the fine art route, yeah. you know. And then luckily someone from my uni was in the building that day, like this is the Royal Conservatory of Scotland, this is what we do, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wow. So I just feel my life's just been breadcrumbs left out for me and it's just got me to this route where I am today. And I think going to these schools, um, you know, I think the kids should see like what goes on and what goes into making these amazing displays also. And this is what my uni offers as well for schools to come up and have a look and see, you know, because they don't, no one knows about the conservatoire, you know, so it's not advertised enough. So that's is why we want to create this opportunity for the kids to come on. I always say at the end, if you guys want to find a career in this, I've got the, the links and the contacts. If yeah. you want to take a tour around the school, go to the school. If you want to go to a certain college course, go and do it. I can help you do that. Because yeah. me growing up in Kilmarnock, um, being in a poor family, I never had the, the opportunities to do, do any of these things. I had yeah. no one to point me in the right direction. And I wouldn't it be... Just seemed, it seems so far away. Totally, totally. And I was that poor kid also, you know, and I've managed to kind of muddle my way out of it. And I want to create those opportunities for these kids and give them a light at the end of the tunnel and say, mm-hmm. right, go that way. This is, this is what you can do. This is what you can aspire to. So, look, it sounds like you're busy. The phone's ringing off the hook. <laughs> what have you. Uh, what's, the, what's the plans? What's, what's the plans? Because I... I discovered you during lockdown, right? We sort of, which is funny yep. that we both lived in the same town, yep. and neither are two paths across. Never, never. But these things happen, yes, right? Yes. Uh, uh, all the time. <laughs> uh, uh, there's literally, I'm not joking. There's a guy that uh, uh, did not put the connection. He follows me as a comedian. Had no idea that I was on the breakfast radio on the same fucking You think it was a guy called Billy Kirk? He never thought it might actually be the same guy, despite the fact we look the same. <laughs> Uh, we talk the same, but uh, these th- these things happen. Yes. Uh, but um, I discovered you during lockdown, and it was your Instagram. 
Yes, okay. And I can I can practically remember what the photo was. Okay. And it was I think it was autumn, so it would have been about autumn time. Most definitely, hell, autumn time, time. Yeah. Lots of uh, uh, orange leaves and what have you. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, it looked it'd been done away, so it looked like it looked like Haddonfield or yeah. or something. And I remember looking at the picture, going, "That's cool. That's a cheeky bastard. That is. I know exactly what that is." But I didn't when I first looked at it. Uh-huh. I was like, "That's really cool." And then I read the description and watched a lot more and went, oh, those guys are the same type of yeah, things I'm into. Man, this is very cool. Definitely. And they kind of followed the journey. Yeah. Um, and, and then I saw that, oh, this was yeah, happening. Yeah. And it's like, this is fucking incredible. Yeah. What's the plans then? What's, what's, what's the plans going forward? Can people get in touch? Can people like uh, get more information? Or yeah, anyone the best can way? hit me up on Instagram at PropShack or right. PropShack Limited. Yes. And we've also got the Facebook page as well. Yes. Uh, the plans for the future right now is we're putting applications in for funding for a Christmas event. Fantastic. Um, so we want to create a Christmas event to get the community involved so that it's community-led and it's built by the community. Yes. So they can take some pride in creating this yeah. display. So we're waiting to hear back from that. Uh, we're currently, hopefully, got a gig for Halloween for Tamfest. Yes. Crossed, um, which, again, create an opportunity for the community to come in and help me make Huge it. Huge event as well. Which will be fantastic, yes. So um, we've also required, uh, there's a lot of empty buildings in Kilmarnock, obviously, so we're trying to acquire them to create workshop spaces. Yeah. Which is great. And then the five-year plan. So we've got a five-year plan. We want to expand. We want to go bigger. We want to get our own school. Yeah, we want to give the opportunity to employ people also. Yeah, um, we want to give back, so we want to create job opportunities. We also want to be giving like certificates and grades for these kids to build a portfolio. Yeah. Whilst this is going on, we also do monthly uh, monster shoots, and this is where we get models, photographers, makeup artists on yeah. board. And as you can see there, we've had a model come in for a face cast. We're just creating her prosthetic. And we'll be doing a photo shoot with her next month. Brilliant. And it's an opportunity, everyone's volunteering, so it's an opportunity for everyone to come involved and build a portfolio for themselves yeah. and have a great experience doing it, where it's like to work in some sort of production, yeah. which is great. And so my uncle owns the, the church in the graveyard next door. Oh, he does indeed. Yes. Uh, have you seen that? Yeah, so, uh, which is a great location for shooting so many different shoots. Um, so How cool is it your uncle owns a church in a graveyard? I know. It runs like, in the family, obviously. I, I, I think, my, I think the, the most fancy thing my uncle owned was a Philips radio cassette player. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not even one of the ones with soft eject. Give us a prop and fuck all else. Yeah. Um, so, the one thing that it seems to be, and you're talking about the volunteers and people are signing up, is there's yeah. a real taste for that. Yes. Yeah. And, and like you say, it's a Christmas event as well yeah. that you're looking forward to doing. Which again, I just say to, to illustrate that it's not just all scary monsters. No, no, and, no, and no, no, stuff, no. Even though I know that's a big passion totally, thing, and it's, totally, it's really yeah. fine. Like I'm looking at this helmet over here, with horns coming out as well, like something out of Pan's Labyrinth. Yep. Have I just made that? No, haven't I? Yeah. If that, if that <laughs> had been there, I was going to be a bit worried <laughs> uh, for just a second. But to talk about you, just a, a, a little second. We got to, we got to do some horror chat. Yes. Okay. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. But again. There's like there's been a, a real sort of rebirth of a certain period of horror recently, which has been quite cool. I always want to talk about this as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, um, um, I mean, I think things like Stranger Things have helped. Yes. I think, and it's the that element that of retro American. aspect. Oh, yeah, I, the eighties. Fucking love it. Love like, the eighties. Absolutely 80s. love it, and the, the way Stranger Things has captured it. Definitely. It's just like, ah, oh, Jesus. Definitely. If we could refit the Burns Mall or something, yeah. to what it would have looked like in that period, and everyone <laughs> going down with giant yeah, phones. Oh, it was absolutely. Um, what's yeah. it? What's your sort of go-to horror stuff then? Because we talked about the Masters, Tom Savini, yeah. and, uh, amongst others, and Mark Shortstrom and uh, those type of guys yeah. for K and B was the thing. What's your sort of go-to horror stuff? Because 
for me, I remember when it took a turn when I started getting into it in a crazy way, and it was it was the, actually it was Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Two, yeah. It was the first one I saw, also. Yeah. Yeah. It was I, the first I, one, on yeah. VHS, I bought this because <laughs> I, I I used to work at Blockbuster Radio back in the day. Which yeah. the, the cool thing about it wow. was the cool thing about it was you got seven free rentals. So I would watch it. <laughs> like I mean everything that came in because nobody would use all the rentals. Oh, no, 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 no. Suzanne, do you mind if I use your, you know, you would just, you would eat through it. But uh, uh, before that I'd seen Evil Dead and one of the cool things is that I think I got Evil Dead on DVD because like VHS wasn't the right way. No, I think I got the VHS and it was like, oh, VHS is not a thing anymore. Yeah. Well, onto DVD but it had it's came back now it has it has in fact there's some amazing stuff amazing, some amazing there's like a retro video shop in Las Vegas you can go to yep. I saw that type of shit it's, it's going to come it's back amazing, it's yeah. going to come back I get, I get <laughs> the feeling but uh, um, one of the cool things about the, the, the Evil Dead 2 DVD and the Thing DVD is another example is the, thing, yeah. is the documentaries that yes, are on them yes 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 and yes. it just makes you appreciate everything on a completely different totally. level the amount of work that went into them yeah it's crazy so so. what's your go to horrors then well, the the main movie that got me into all this is John Carpenter's Halloween. Yes. And is it your favourite Halloween movie? It's my favourite, always, yeah, always be my favourite. It's just the aspect of the there's no blood in the movie whatsoever. No I'm, a, I'm a big I'm a big fan of Prince of Darkness. I don't think it gets nearly. I've happened. not seen Prince of Darkness. Have you not? No, well, no, no. Um, it's uh, for some reason there's just a, I've got a love. There's a love story now. The minute it goes at the start, it goes on for thirty minutes. That is. <laughs> I mean, it's just to make you care about the woman at the end. All right, okay, okay. But it doesn't work. (laughs) Come on, get back to Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance is in it. Oh, is he? It's a priest. Oh, right, okay. Right, I know that. I know the movie you're on about. Sorry. So I know you. What's your go-to? So Halloween. Yep. Which is, uh, I'm a huge John Carpenter buff. I love the thing. Yeah. Christine. As well, Christine Christine. was, and Halloween Three as a standalone movie is amazing. Now, like, this is the whole thing. Yeah. Halloween 3 gets some amount yeah. of shit, yeah. but as yeah. a standalone film, Spawn. The, the speech, yeah. the, when he's got him tied up to the chair, I did that for a monologue for did a you? film, which I got, <laughs> which I got, is one of my absolute favourites. Uh, but it doesn't get a lot of love. Yeah, and the, the review at the end, it was just, what? I mean, the kids are wearing the masks, and <laughs> you're like, holy shit. Right. It's just so tense at the end. So yeah, those movies, and then the you know I just love eighty slashers. So yeah. like the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, um, uh, the the thing. I just in regards to the special effects was crazy. That was one guy. It's unbelievable. Totally. Everything he did. Yeah. One like, guy. When, yeah. when you watch it back, and you just like, I mean, I know I, I don't think Rob's in the, even in the business now. Uh, no, or, or, or barely in the no, business. No, no, I think the last and I every you, know, you go down wormholes. I don't know he's up to. Yeah. <laughs> I think like the last thing he worked on was like an episode of Las Vegas it's or crazy, something like crazy, that. Yeah. Uh, but he was just probably the most hands down talented totally, guy. Totally. And uh, what, oh, creep show. You can't go wrong. Creep, creep show. Creep show. Stuff. Yeah. It's stuff outside of the dead. And again, it's like Tom Savini and Greg Nicotero. You know, they all yeah. worked in these shows. And in regards to what you mentioned before, in regards to uh, practical effects and CGI, you know, Greg, uh, The Walking Dead. So Greg Nicotero creates yeah. the zombies. And this is going from him being a 16 year old working on Day of the Dead, yeah. being taught by Tom Savini, to now being the art director and director of The Walking Dead series, yeah. where they are combining prosthetic makeup with CGI. Um, 
to create more of a realistic kind of look to the tone to the movie to, 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 the, to the series to expand it to expand, it, to yeah. expand the universe so yeah. it's again like The Walking Dead nobody realised it's these guys from the 80s yeah, and you know it's just progressed so yeah that's like my go-to in the old school creep show um, anthology as well and Tales of the Dark Side yeah. you know all that kind of stuff so ha- Halloween's an interesting one because like you say there's no blood in it no and it almost reads like it's. I mean it's a boogeyman story it's a boogeyman story it's a boogeyman yeah. story yeah, yeah. But it is. It's like a. It's like a, a Brothers Grimm story. It's like it's. It is like a, a dark fairy tale yes, in it its is, own yeah. way. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. A woman gets pure stabbed by a kid in a clown costume yep. right at the start. Spoiler. <laughs> but uh, um, and I wanted to like the Rob Zombie ones. I did. I like the oh, cast. Love them. They're amazing. Yeah. I like the casts, man. But yeah. I. I the second one I really struggled with so, oh, so I hated it in the beginning yeah, uh, after watching it let me give it another one I love it and I love Rob Zombie stuff I yeah. really do Devil's Rejects is great yeah. um, haven't managed to get through uh, Three From Hell yet I've got 40 minutes until still to see like, that one I've got 40 minutes through it and I was like I'm going to give this another go yeah. I am definitely going to give it another and now he's doing The Monsters the new monsters. The new monsters. monsters. I know. How is he going to do with that? Oh, I don't know. I've seen the. I've seen the. I've seen Grandpa. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen Grandpa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and it's just predicting who is going to play Lily. Hmm. Well, I know. <laughs> it's a hard one. Please don't let it. Be. <laughs> I mean, it, it needs to. Oh, well, what kind of films are going to be? I like, think it's a TV it, show. Is it going to be? Oh, it is. It's going to be a TV show. Right. Yeah, is it a Rob Zombie? Or is it a is it a Twilight Zone kind of like? I feel it's got a Tim Burton twist into that it. That would as be well. great. Yeah, definitely. Who's gonna play Herman though? He's like the sweetest man in the I planet. Know, How are they gonna do that? I know. Oh, I'm, how can that be? If it's not Fred Quinn, uh, Quinn, sorry, who's it gonna be? Totally. Oh, that's again another Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Another another amazing movie. I didn't watch and, the re- I didn't watch the remake. Did you not? No. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Oh, don't, it? watch it. don't watch Shit. it. It's terrible. Pet Cemetery Two is quite good. Clancy Brown is, is good. It? Oh, Clancy Brown's good. I'm a big Kurgan Highlander mark as well. I just like, I love that type of stuff. Uh, and he's good value in it. He's the best thing in it. Was he? Realistically. Fantastic. I don't even know there was a picture of too. Yeah, mad zombie I'm just step- out of it now. Mad zombie stepdad, man. It's just good value. It's wow. what you want. Oh, that's amazing. Totally. But again, in regards to John Carpenter's Halloween, yeah. it was all suspense and it was all to do with the score. It yeah. was the score that created the tension in the room and the scales, you know, yeah. because they showed the producers the the movie without the score. It done nothing. It's like he's one of the fog. Yeah, the fog. They had to completely rescore it. Yeah. Because it just didn't, it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work at all. And for it was a low budget movie, three hundred thousand dollars, and crazy. it hit number one in the box office. Is it still? Is it still the most successful independent movie? If it's not, it can't be. Thought it of. was. It was originally. Right. It was originally. Then Blair, Blair Witch, Witch took yeah. over. Blair Witch took over. Yeah. So What's that's. It's just I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, it's like It's fine. So. What you don't know is it's unbelievable. That was actually Rob Zombie. I just listened to him, and he was like, yeah, "What the fuck's wrong with?" <laughs> oh well. <laughs> so what were we talking about? I've absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Halloween! In the Halloween, box, Halloween, so Halloween, Halloween! 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 Uh, and then well, it just came out Netflix Fear Street. Yeah, you checked out the R.L. Stein. I, I just haven't had the chance. Oh, it's amazing! It's great. It's the fact it's R.L. Stein growing up in Goosebumps. Oh, which man. is you know and it's great with about, no sign of Jack Black no sign of Jack Black no 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 so but the, the aspect they're paying homage to 80s and 90s horror movies which is fantastic so you can see the aspects of screaming there 
yeah. and like you know the old school eighties horror movies and slashes like Friday the Thirteenth. It's all in there. So it's yeah, like it's the a, stuff like Happy like Happy Death Day that came happy, out. Yeah. And I I only saw that movie for the first time like a couple of weeks ago, and I went, really? I fucking love this. Oh, this is amazing, and it is like it's like a high concept. But basically, this woman—it's kind of like Groundhog Day, uh, yeah. But with, with a murderer, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. woman getting murdered every, every single, single day, day, yeah. And she tries to avoid it, and I just like—I love these high concepts. Totally. And, and that's the thing, like these type of movies—they haven't gone away. They've kind of gone out the mainstream, I guess you'd say. But now, like, like you say with Netflix and video on demand and yes. all these type of things, it's like I remember Bubble Hotel was getting made. I'm a Big, I loved Phantasm movies. Oh, I'm like right, a proper okay. fucking nerd with this type of shit. And, uh, and I heard that he was doing a movie with Bruce Campbell oh, yeah, yeah, as yeah. Elvis fighting a mummy. And it's That's, like, motherfuckers, are you yeah, joking? You can't go wrong with that, to get that, back when it first came out on DVD, I had to like order it from the net of States. Yeah. But those type of movies, like they're on Amazon Prime yeah, now. Yeah. And you can watch them within like it's a couple of weeks. It doesn't have that nostalgic feeling to go back to a video store and... I do wish they bring back videos. Totally, stores. totally. And that's why like, I personally have a physical collection. Yes, I've still got a physical you know, collection. You know, so it's just, it's, times are changing, but there are also the retro aspects coming back. Like VHS has came back. It's it now has. became a thing, you know. And it's and again, like, in regards to remakes and stuff that's happening, I feel like Hollywood filmmakers are becoming a bit lazy, you know. There's yeah. so many reboots as opposed to new ideas coming up. So I feel... That aspect has got, kind of went out the window recently, yeah. and it, they are constantly rebooting horror franchises instead yeah. of coming up with new ones, which I find an absolute shame. I can so. understand why people reset, like the the Halloweens that have just been done by uh, um, Rob. Oh, I want to say Danny. I forgot. I've forgotten his name. He wrote it. Ah, um, oh, fuck. I should know him. He was in Eastbound and Down. It's going to come back <laughs> to me. It's going to come back to me. <clears throat> but they went right. All the other Halloweens didn't happen. After two. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So this is and Jamie number- Lee isn't his sister. Yeah, yeah, this is number three. three. Yeah, and he's like, all right, okay, yeah, cool. She's just a babysitter. She's just a babysitter. And I'm like, what? That's like, fucked it up. Make, it make, it's just yeah, he's so like solely on just wanting to kill this babysitter, you know. It's uh, which I'm I'm looking forward to. I think it's going to be good. But again, the aspects of they've made it to from the trailer they've made it too much like a Rob Zombie type movie as oh, opposed yeah. to the original aspect of the yeah, yeah. but I think it's a generation thing Keep it I think that's that's what it is but we'll find out this Halloween what how the movie turns out and then we've got the the, the third one coming out next year also they're not wasting any time are they? they're not they're not wasting any time it's Danny McBride and Danny McBride it's Pineapple Express that's who it is yep. in case you're wondering yep. right we're probably going to sit here and talk about a horror for absolutely yeah, ever but uh, um, all that's left that really I can kind of say is people can get in touch on the Facebook the Instagram yep. uh, they can check out the Instagram it's worth a follow there's amazing stuff. I'm looking at some of the things it's that I've seen crazy, on Instagram, yeah. which is weird. Yeah. Uh, what? What? Okay, and I love the fact that uh, uh, you've got the family involved as well. Yeah. The stuff is. It's a wee girl, I believe. I've got my wee girl. Yeah. Is she yeah. is into this? Because I get the feeling. Like, <laughs> uh, well, is she into this? She's. She is kind of into. It. Yeah, yeah. She's. She's a little cool, too cool for school. She's too cool. She's embarrassed by daddy. Yeah. Right, right, but okay. she's such an amazing kid and. She makes, she's also had a hand in making her own prosthetics as well, you know, no she way. made her own brain and attached her hair to it, ah! and it's just great, so um, I want her to come and take over and do all this, you know, there she's you absolutely, both her mum and dad are artists, so she's got that creative side, Yeah. so I can see her going down the creative route, whether it be here or somewhere else, who knows, but right now she's the generation of wanting to be a YouTube influencer, so... 
Well, you know, a good way to start is doing yeah, makeup. That's yeah, all I've got to totally, say. Is, is, totally. you know, it's, a, it's a good end. Totally. It's a good, you totally. Need, a, need a hook. You need <laughs> a hook. I get, I've, I've got her involved, like, you know, showing her the, the business side and the aspects yeah. to it, you know. Um, she's only eight, but, you know, it's I never had that with my mum and dad. Hey, look. You know. I, I like, uh, make as, I'm a big believer in make your upbringing as, as different to yours yeah, as you can. Yeah, totally. As you can. Totally. Like, my, my sons came on tour with me and stuff like that as it's well. It's a great experience you know, uh, to still, bring them along, so... I still remember being, <laughs> being quite a big event and someone going, there's a wee girl on stage entertaining the crowd. A wee girl, that's no... Well, it's my, I've got a son. I've got a son for a start. <laughs> uh, it's uh, dressed as a vampire. That's my kid. That's my kid. <laughs> yes. And just because he's long hair, I'm fucking triggered. <laughs> <laughs> so before I go on stage, uh-huh. I remember 500 people watch me walk on and drag my... And in all fairness, he was holding his own. <laughs> for all he was like six, his, his main part of his act was running up and going, Ah! <laughs> yes, amazing. <laughs> and then running away. Amazing. But after apparently about five goes, the audience started going, ah! <laughs> so it's like, fuck, man, you technically just warmed up for me. <laughs> it's just amazing. They're just so resilient. They, and they, just, don't, they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care. It's like, well, we're, we're going to play. And you're involved, and that's well, how that works. That's just she comes on board as well, and she's seeing the kids out there working, you know, and she's. She's going around and she's critiquing, you know, I was like, Dad, Dad, that one's my favourite, that one's that's, oh, that's wow. the best, you know, and it's great to have her on board and see in regards she just makes me a better person, you know, and that's what children do. The best they bring the best out in you. That's right. So, it's all about the future. It's all about the future. Thank you very thank much. Thank you very it's much. Uh, make sure to check everything out. We're gonna be back with broadcast very very soon don't forget to follow oh god I've got to get the plugs in don't forget <laughs> to uh, head over to our beer Royals get out uh, loads of the amazing gear they've got coming out there's going to be a wee thank you package for coming on the show as oh, well thank you very you. much uh, and so much more and of course check out the vlogs subscribe like subscribe just in case your kids watch and need some tips see you next see you next time <laughs> right now <laughs> <on> broadcast <laughs> bye, bye.